Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to a new episode of Alika Hope and Change. I'm Alika Hope. I am Change, also known as Emil. And we're here today. First, we're going to kind of shoot the breeze, if you please, ease. What do you think, Emil? You know, this is the time when, you know, as the flowers bloom mm-hmm. and the rains come, the winds shift, the heat mm-hmm. is sort of heating up, the, the old man winter is retiring, mm-hmm. where we can shoot the breeze the right way, the chill way. The chill way and get the winter blues far away. It was so sunny today. It was 78 degrees. And I know y'all are like, okay, here goes Aliga talking about the sun again. But I promise I won't go on too long. I just want to say that I was happy. My dogs were happy. They were laying in the yard like, oh, sun, sun. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, April's coming in. (laughs) And you know what it's like to see really happy Maltese and Chihuahuas? Like, instead of yapping, they're just laying there. That's rare. Anyone who knows my dogs knows it's rare. For those two it is incredibly mm-hmm. rare. Mm-hmm. It, Thank it you. Is, it is incredible. So uh, you know what? The yes. sun made them calm mm-hmm. down. Yes, it did. I That's something. That, that. Think about that, man. Like y- your dogs learn how to chill be- when they get a little, um, when they get some rays, when they when mm-hmm. they get some California tan going. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just made me think about how black my chihuahua is. I'm like, oh, he has a tan? Yeah, I could see that. Um, what about you, though? I mean, how's the weather been for you, Emil? <laughs> so it is at the edge of yes. too much for me. I'm still that okay. good old Oregon boy. I, I like it when it is just a little bit cool. I do enjoy mm-hmm. the sun, but a little too much. And I go, I start wondering, why is it so bright out here? So um, today was one of those days where I was able to get on the bike. I did about 10 miles. It was a joy. And um, by the end of the day, it was just a little muggy for me, a little hot, but it was still really pleasant. That's great. You just bike 10 miles. And my exercise today, y'all, was lugging the laundry up and down the stairs. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, that was my cardio. Uh, And, you know, actually, though, when you have – kids and dogs it's a lot of laundry you're carting up and down the stairs in my own defense i mean probably not 10 miles of bicycling worth uh yeah i, will I don't sleep i don't sleep that. on housework I, I do not sleep on housework let me tell you That's it good. burns calories it mm-hmm. makes your house you know smell and look good and <laughs> you know um depending like i was listening to uh, a lecture today i was listening mm-hmm. to a couple of lectures they were really good uh about mm. um the anthropology of uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. I was also listening to another one that was on the, um, oh, it was a great one on a a debate on young earth creationism versus um, evolution. So Mm -hmm. I like have this crazy mix of stuff that I listen to, um, especially when I'm doing housework because housework's not really, doesn't need my conscious focus. So everybody out there, this is why I like doing this show with my brother, because y'all know what I'm doing laundry and uh, housework. I'm not listening to people arguing about creationism versus evolution or history of sub-Saharan Africa. No, I'm listening to Nelly and Ludacris. Ah! 
ow! So, Luda. you know, if, I, <laughs> if I'm doing something that's brain numbing, you can bet I'm going to be listening to brain numbing music. Now, don't judge me just because I like, what was it? Say it again. L- say it again. Luda. Yes. <laughs> yes. There is something about Luda. I mean, anything Luda that, that like makes me just love folding laundry. It's like, you know, I use bounce in my laundry and then like I bounce in my step as I'm folding the laundry because all I hear is they call me Luda, Luda. And then. Right. Housework becomes fun. I'm um, not mad at you one bit for it. <laughs> I will tell you the way that we roll in this family, it it's like a rock that skips on a pond, man. Like it yes, it's going to eventually go under, but not mm-hmm. before it hits all sorts of different waves. I like that. I like that. Um, what is that analogy? The visualization of like Luda. And then we got creationism, Luda, evolution, Luda, sub-Saharan Africa. There I mean, it is. You know. Yes, that, that's it. You know, and it gets it gets more radical because mm-hmm. I was also listening to um, some insane hip hop earlier today as well. Um, because, again, you know, I fill my brain with all kinds of really good and wholesome academia and then i have to um, have to launch into some uh especially west coast hip-hop but also i was listening oh i was listening to some war wow i was listening to so i mean my music taste is also eclectic but that Mm -hmm. war i was like Mm -hmm. this slaps Mm -hmm. war slaps they Mm -hmm. were like they're still fire 50 years later Mm -hmm. well because you know good music is good music I mean, hundreds of years later, I, I mean, I'm a huge Beethoven fan, for example, right? And it's still to this day, if I go to a symphony concert and I sit in the seats and Beethoven, the symphony starts playing Beethoven, I am in heaven. I am moved. Sometimes I start crying when I hear that because, you know, good music is is timeless. Good music is just, it, it, it hits your soul. You connect with it. You have the energy and emotions. And that's it. That's it. Whether it's Luda or it's Beethoven. You know, or it's war. If it's good, it's good. Doesn't it make you wonder what Mm. will be classic 50 years from today? Right? I don't know. Hey, Jamie, what do you think is going to be classic 50 years from today? Jamie's like a music expert over here. What do you think, Jamie? Hmm. (laughs) That's a really tough one. You mean that came out recently? I mean, in the 21st century, how's that? In the last few years, something that... Baby will shark. Make people go, man, that 2022 baby shark. Baby shark. Slaps. Baby shark. <laughs> baby shark. <laughs> baby shark. They're going to be singing baby shark 50 years from now. Just Is like there just else? like they're singing um, you know, at Halloween we still hear flying purple people eater. We're going to be true. hearing baby shark 50 years from now. I don't think there's going to be many songs from 50 years. Well, maybe some Beatles stuff. Maybe um, Aretha Franklin. That's still 20th century, though. So I'm thinking yeah. about like 20, you even think in the past 10 century. years. No, I'm just thinking about, yeah. stu- I'm thinking about stuff now that's 50 years right. old that we still do. I'm like, oh, I got you. Is there anything from now, 50 years from now, that has mm-hmm. that same quality? Right. I, I honestly. I'll tell you what. Oh, oh, I got it. What? You ready? What? Yeah. Uptown what? Funk. Uptown Funk. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'll okay. give you I some credit for that. I can see that. It'll be at every wedding forever. Yeah, I see it. I mean, I think, honestly, that How Low Can You Go? How Low Can You Go by Luda, that's going to be a hit um, for, you know, the next hundred years. I don't care what anybody says because, you know, yeah. And any any Missy Elliott song? <gasps> oh, my yeah, gosh. For sure. Any, Is it worth any, it? For sure. Work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Ow, it's your... Set up. 
Something like that. Fifty years from now, when you're in the club. Fifty years from now, when you're in the club and you hear, bang, 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 bang. Fifty years. Yep, that's the one. That's it. That's my answer. Final answer. I. You know what, Missy Elliott? Okay, I'm gonna give you props for that one. Yeah, for sure. That was a good one. That was a good one because even my daughter, right, who wasn't even born when Missy was like really at the top of her game. Even my daughter knows all the Missy the Missy stuff when it comes on. She knows not to change the station in the car. Oh, it's Missy Elliott. Okay, I won't change it. See, <laughs> this is what point. I'm talking about. Like yes. the the memories of today that mm-hmm. you know are indelible. Mm-hmm. They have they have a power that we remember stuff from our youth. You know, we can listen, go back to Al Green, Marvin Gaye, the Commodores, and. And so what are you playing today that your children will be like, oh, my God, that reminds me of that time I was riding in my, in my mom's car and we were mm-hmm. headed to, and it's some random memory. It's the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we were going to buy shoes and, you know, it, was, it wasn't even a special pair of shoes. It was like your shoes were just too small and worn out. Mm-hmm. Like those little bitty memories, they are so powerful. But what's associated with them? And sometimes it's that one song. And like you were saying, you know, you get that first couple of hits and you're like, oh, my God, I remember back in 2022. <laughs> well, and what's the name of today's show? What's our subject today, Emil? What's so um, we were talking last week off bike yeah. and yeah. we came up with memories change, don't they? And uh, we're going to talk about how and if memories actually change. When we come back, be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. We're back and we're going to talk about memory today. Now, my brother came up with this subject and I'm going to let him take the lead because he has really thought deeply about it. And if I think of a random song, I'll do some soundtrack for you, Emil. But I, you know what? I think you should take it away because your insight on memory is is pretty fascinating. You want to so, lead us off? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's my pleasure. The reason why I was thinking about this is because um, the total nerd in me was reading mm. about UFOs. And recently, the uh, United States government has said that, hey, we've been studying this UFO phenomenon. We have some data. Here's some pictures. Here's some movies. And then everybody sort of blew up. And they were, oh, my God, UFOs, this UFOs. So then the question became, what are UFOs? And not so much the uh, physical phenomenon, but the memories. Because mm-hmm. people remember things differently than they actually happened. And so it becomes this game where you're trying to figure out, are there really UFOs or does the collective memory convince you there are UFOs or that what you saw, which could have been an airplane or could have been something that was not Mm otherworldly, was actually a UFO or not. And then that got me to this part where we are today, which is in a world where there are literally billions of smartphone cameras accessible have mm-hmm. we seen one HD picture of a UFO? I don't know. Have we? No, I actually don't that, know. It's all grainy and fuzzy and shaky, uh, but we've got billions of them. And so then the question becomes, in a world where every single memory can be captured in right. HD, Ultra HD, 4K mm-hmm. HD. 4K, yeah. Right? Is our memory going to be significantly different Versus how we remember things, kids from the 70s 
or earlier where everything was filmed in grainy, fuzzy, maybe black and white. Um, a question that I was looking at on social media would do, has anyone ever seen a picture of their grandmother pregnant? And I'm like, I don't even know when my, I don't have a picture of my grandmother when she was childbearing age. You know what I mean? So we Mm -hmm. have this really intense memory of, you know, a record of what happens today. Whereas in the past, all we had was the description of things because they didn't have ubiquitous cell phone cameras. Well, you know, that's really interesting because, um, you know, as you were as you were talking about the the memories and the UFO thing, I was thinking to myself, well, first I thought if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? That was my thought. And that's because I was thinking if a UFO is there, but no one's videotaped it, does that mean it doesn't exist? And I would venture to say no. I would <laughs> see. So, um, I mean, that's the difference. I think between you like that connection between belief and science, like just because nobody's caught a UFO on video what if it's because UFOs have some kind of thing where they can't be captured on HD or 4K? I don't know. I mean, am I just too far out there now? Am I like into the Twilight Zone? And what's that other show? Um, this is why Sc- memory is so important. This is yeah. why we have to. We have. So first of all, let's let's just talk about memory for a second because mm-hmm. uh, when we get nostalgic about something, it's yeah. our memory triggering usually by some environmental factor, a sound, a sight, uh, yes. or or especially a smell. Right? Smells take us right back. Mm-hmm. Um, smell is actually sort of it bypasses conscious thought and goes straight to the memory. It's like. Do not okay. ask what happened. Just go right through that place. You know, oh, that's my grandmother's kitchen. Or, I, oh, my God, that's the garden that I, I once raised some petunias or something. Can I just ask you, scientist, mm-hmm. for me, where that comes is music. I don't even consciously realize there'll be, for example, a Blackstreet song. There's a one Blackstreet song called Don't Leave. And it goes, da 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 don't leave. Right? And if yes. I hear that, da 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 I will start crying like automatically and it's not conscious. And then when I think about it, it ties back to my ex-boyfriend and I breaking up during that time when that song was on the radio, blah, 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 whatever. But is it, is it, I, I know what you're saying about the scent, but is it true that for some people, maybe it's not true for everybody. It's like a song will play and I will have a physical reaction before my memory Absolutely. even understands why. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm going to, for all the neuroscientists in the audience, I'm very mm-hmm. sorry for doing this, but I'm going to, blur some lines scientifically to to make it really easy to understand. So you have this thing called state-dependent memory. And state-dependent memory means if you learn something drunk, the best way you'll remember it is drunk. And if you hear a song during an intense intense emotion, Uh that song will trigger the intense emotion. It's not exactly one for one. There's a lot more science behind it. And I'm I'm apologizing to all my neuroscientists because I'm probably ruining how they see the world. Uh, and I'm, but I'm making a point. The point is that with that song is associated mm-hmm. with something. And so now the song without the other triggers creates yep. the emotion. And then I think too, like I am genetically or biologically, however you want to say it, I'm a highly musical person, like more yes, than the average are. person when it comes yes, to music, are. when it comes to smell, it's probably good. I don't smell very well. So like I was always changing the baby's diapers, for example, cause I didn't care. Whereas their father has a super <laughs> nose, right? No, but I'm just saying like, so we all have our strengths, whatever. And so now I'm thinking when you said that it, that makes total sense because I'm so tuned into, to music 
then Absolutely. exactly you what you just said. You probably had a genetic so, propensity for it. And then on top of that, your training, right. because you had the propensity, you trained harder. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, you're always in this state of musicality. You're always in this right. state. So it's a really beautiful sort of thing when you can embrace the natural essence, mm-hmm. right? The thing that you've been given already and you say, I love this. Let me practice. For some people, they can't, they can't practice it as much as they would like to. So right. they may not have as strong an association with you, but because you're in the industry, you've been singing for literally decades mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. you love the, what singing does for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and this so is why, this is why, you know, when we look at memories and we look at, yeah. see memory changes our okay. brains. Yeah will actually change what we remember to fit oh, sometimes current circumstances, sometimes to fix the old circumstance. <laughs> like, that was mm-hmm. really not that pleasant. It was traumatic. The brain will sort of fix that and make the memory less intense or more well, to intense. to protect us. To protect, protect us, right? Us. And yeah. so, you know, one of the things that if you go to a court of law, they say, you know, an eyewitness account. Well, sometimes the eyewitness is so dead wrong. wrong, but they believe mm-hmm. they're dead right. right. That's right. So, That's right. so this is where the nostalgia of the past, where, you know, if you go back 50, 60, 70 years, you have black and white film, grainy video, mm-hmm. grainy, you know, the sound wasn't here. But in 2022, do our mm-hmm. memories, are our memories going to betray us as much when we have digital sound, 4K UHD video, we have, mm-hmm. and, and, and we have cloud storage. So I can instantly access a memory from anywhere on any device. You know what I think though? I think it's interesting because you just asked that question and so I'll answer it. If we don't purposefully work on our own memory, then our memories will get weaker because we're not going to need it, right? It's just like any other part of the body. This is just my hypothesis from what the question you were posing is that if if you don't use that muscle, you, what is that statement? Um, use it or lose it. So if you're That's not right. really actively using your memory and practicing and, and all of those things, then you're relying on other things external to give you that, those memory cues. Then why would you need it? And your body's like, I got enough to worry about. I don't need to work on this memory. And so it seems like in this day and age, people have to make a conscious effort to memorize stuff, to you know be in the moment where they can gather the memories. Um, I could see us becoming really lazy. Like, I don't have to remember that. I can just take a picture of it. Well, see, to me, the the, the loss of being present in the moment Mm -hmm. because we're busy taking pictures. So I learned to take pictures on wet film, right? The old 35 millimeter, 126 and 110, right? And, and, you know, dad was, shout out to dad. Dad taught me how to use the film and, and, mess with lighting and angles and our and, dad and was a professional photographer was, everyone go ahead and he was the bomb as yeah. a photographer he's still yes. great as a photographer for the federal government he, by the way I just when wanna, he I just, was when yes. he was at his prime like yeah. his eye was impeccable it was crazy uh, impeccable good. impeccable art shows everything anyway yeah, so he taught real. you okay so so he taught me so when you're f- using wet film you only have 36 yeah. exposures per roll on a 35 millimeter okay. you know the best you were going to get so that okay. meant you had to be economical. You had to f- compose every picture. You had to use your film wisely because mm. you didn't have a lot. And you couldn't check if it was successful because right. you would have to go process it and then wait days. Yeah, yeah. So now you see people who take a picture and then check. And the moment right. they check, they're no longer in the moment. That's they're right. lost in the moment. They're no longer part of the moment. 
And that's part of the memory that's being missed. Like your, uh. your head is down. You're looking at your phone to see if you captured it right. Meanwhile, the moment is still progressing. The memory is now chopped up because you're going, I'm in the moment, I'm checking. And that split second or two to check takes mm-hmm. you out of the moment. It takes your memory. It, your brain likes to fill in gaps and your brain mm-hmm. will fill in a gap that may not have actually happened because you were busy checking your phone. Memories. See, I forgot the words. Get it? Memory, but I know. <laughs> memories. Memory, memory, memories. All right, we're going to talk more about memory when we come back. And maybe I'll remember the words to that song. We will be right back. <laughs> Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. We are back, and I could not remember. I'm sorry, Barbara Streisand, but I Googled, and I remember it's a uh, memory all alone in the moonlight. I can dream of the old days. Life was beautiful then. Oh, that's nostalgia right there. You were talking about nostalgia before, Emil. Well, see, when we, go, when we go back to a memory, we very rarely yeah. go back to nightmares. We rarely go back to the trauma. <laughs> we go back to the good stuff, right? It's like the further, yep. you're, oh, further away you get from a bad relationship, the less bad it yeah. really was, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. But when you it were in so it, you're like, oh, my God, get me out of here. Yes. Those are the moments. This is why mem- like memories change, don't they? Yes, they do. And if we acknowledge that they change, then we can start to use our tools more effectively. What things do we want to capture with 4K Ultra HD, with digital sound and stereo? Or what things do we want our memories to lovingly caress us with? Because, uh, uh, okay, so last year in Psych News Daily, um, shout out to Psych News Daily. They have lots of really cool things. Um, They published a study. they, They reported on a study published in Nature Communications from the University of Glasgow and Birmingham. And they found that Mm -hmm. our memories become less vibrant and detailed over time. And that only the gist remains, which is probably obvious, but less obvious is that the more frequently we recall our recent experiences, the greater the effect of this getting the gist of the moment. In other words, we contribute to the loss Mm. of detail in our own memory every time Mm -hmm. we think about it. So imagine Every time you think about that pleasant, nostalgic memory, it gets more nostalgic. So the more that you, oh, I see. So it's reinforcing or like imprinting in your brain, basically. Yeah, but instead of the detail, the crisp detail of the memory, it's that feeling, that nostalgia, the gist of that moment. And now you begin to see the power of or the danger in having digital mm. memory in 2022 versus what happened in 19. 19- Maybe you capture something that mm-hmm. you didn't know was going to be traumatic or hard to remember or that you don't want to remember. And now we have a different world that we, you know, in 2022, mm. 50 years ago, we have grainy video and fuzzy pictures. 50 years from 2022, yep. we're going to have, what are we going to no, have? We're not going to have grainy video. We're going to have, what are we going to have, though? People will laugh because they're saying, oh, it's only in 2D. It's on a flat panel. It's a flat picture. They were so ancient back then. They didn't have holograms, 3D, augmented reality, whatever oh, it will be 50 years hence. But what it will be is 
in HD. It will be crisp. And I can promise you, in 1972, they did not Mm -hmm. say this is the best we'll ever get. They they were like, this is really good, but we think it'll get better. But today we're like, there's not much more reality you can capture in a 2D picture than what you do right now. See, and this is where, you know, this is so fascinating because I think there's also something to be said for when you're doing a lot of things. Um, no, I can't say that. I've been doing a lot of things my whole life. I was going to say my memory has really stunk lately, but I just think it's when when you're a female and you get into your 40s, maybe men too, I can just speak for myself. It's like you just start forgetting things left and right. And I have to work harder to remember. And I do. And I notice that when I fully focus and I really hone in on what I'm trying to remember, it comes back. But it used to be that, you know, I could remember things while I was doing something else. And now I'm turning to my kids and I'm like, be quiet. You want me to answer the question? I got to focus. And I sit there. I'm like, oh, and they're laughing at me. I'm like, I remember the answer is right. But I can't do it anymore when I'm doing something else. I can't be driving a car and then answering what my daughter said about. So what did you do when you were 13 for X, Y, Z? I'm like pulling over. Okay, I got to pull over. Let me close my eyes. There's your answer. And then I get back on the road. So, you know, I'm just going to say to any of you out there that can relate, you're not alone. You are not alone. So Um, part of this is age and part of it is training. You Mm -hmm. may not have been trained. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say you should not be well trained in multitasking. No, and I don't and I don't I'm actually purposefully probably even before I turned 40, like I I knew that it was not it that not a great thing and that it ruins your efficiency. And so I have gone out of my way to not multitask. So I would agree with you. Um, I've never been someone who, who multitask, but I have to say, Emil, I used to be able to drive a car and answer a question. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Um, maybe you're just putting yes. a higher priority on safety than That's on it. answering the questions. Right? Thank you, Emil. The- I'm just trying to be a good mom and keep my kids safe while I drive the there car. Thank is. you, Emil. And so you when are, you talk mm-hmm. to your children, when your children ask you a question that you can't answer while you're driving, you say, mm-hmm. right now, it's best that we remain safe and I'll answer <laughs> this when we stop. But see, by the time we stop, I will have forgot the question. So what I do now is just pull over and answer it right away. Right. So, so to you, me, <laughs> it's incumbent upon my child to remember what they want me to answer <laughs> because I'm focused on your safety. <laughs> so then when we get to the location, they'll have a list of 20 questions. So mom, here's question number one, number two, number three. You More power to them if they want to stack them up. But I'm I'm banking on the fact that they're not going to be that detailed. And if they are, I'm like, I, I, I'm, you know. I'm more than happy to answer. Emil Bryant, they are related to us. You know they are that detailed. Let I know me tell that. You. Look, I know they have a laundry list and they probably are working on it while they're in the car going, okay, number one, number two. Number yeah. three, I can't wait yeah. till this car stops because I'm going to ask her. Matter of fact, four, five, six, and seven. <laughs> you know, because between the four of us, we have four beautiful kids that are just nerds. And I mean, I love all four of these kids between the two of us, but you know, come on. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are a nerdy family. We are definitely you know? way outside the box, but that's a good thing. So what it did for me was um, yes, when, when I got to those to those points, I'm happy to mm-hmm. answer the questions. And then what I did was I said, "Oh, you know what? You guys have you guys have Google. You guys mm-hmm. can you guys can answer your own questions, or you can challenge me if I'm right." Oh yeah, I see. So we're, I'm going to change the subject because maybe I just like to still pretend that I know what I'm talking about. And so I say, "Oh, you're going to turn to me instead of Google. I'm going to find that answer because I'm super mom." So that's a whole deeper conversation about 
parents in America and how much pressure we put on ourselves. Ooh, that would be a nice topic. You know what? If anybody out there wants to give us a DM or even email me directly about your thoughts about pressures on parents, especially post-COVID, that could be a really good episode. And I think that we should discuss that coming up. Come on, ping us at Mm -hmm. Alika Hope and Change on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to tell you a corny joke. Are you ready, Emil? Right. I just love this joke. I had to, I I had love to tell it. it to I, you. Today, okay. I am ready for you, sis. Today, okay. Alika, you cannot yes. get me. Okay. Well, it's more of a story, so you have okay. to listen, but it's a story joke, and it has to do with memory. So the very oldest computer in the world can be traced back to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise, it was an apple, but with extremely limited memory. <laughs> Just one bite, and then everything crashed. I want to give you that. That was actually dope. That was funny. That, that was dope, was wasn't it? That I did not dope. write it. I would that like everyone dope. to know. Thank you. That and uh, Yeah. So, y'all, go, go share that joke with somebody, a nerd, a geek, or someone who just forgets things a lot of time and let them know that they're not alone. And on that note, we want you to know you are never alone. Because every Thursday, you have us, Alika Hope and Change, Alika and her brother. We be here to be here. entertain, educate, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. you laugh, and mm-hmm. maybe teach you something. Because I know we keep learning from each other every time we talk. Every single time. And on that note, we're going to end this episode. And I forgot. What was I talking about? Wait, huh? Oh, man. There goes my memory again. What's this episode called? Memories don't change. Don't fade. Don't. The memories do change. Don't I don't know. I forgot. Well, that's another episode. We'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>